Today on City Cash Chicago. It's the last weekend before the elections, and I know we've been talking about it a lot, but we're going to make sure you're all caught up. Uh, but of course, there were other stories going on around the city of Chicago, like what the hell is going on with CTA? We're talking about that and more with lead producer Carrie Shepard and producer Simone Alisea. It's Friday, November 4th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. Like every week, we're going to break down some stories from across the city, but rather than me doing the question asking this week, I'm going to let lead producer Carrie Shepard do that, and I'm going to handle some stories. Uh, Carrie, Simone, welcome back to the mic. Thank you. Good to see you, Jacoby. Always glad to be here. Um, it is my okay. pleasure. I, I wake up for some City Cash Chicago. As as does everyone else in Chicago. Okay. so <laughs> As they should. As they should. Okay, so you guys, we've been talking about this a lot ever since uh, Sydney Madden, our newsletter writer, has she posted this earlier this week in our Hey Chicago newsletter. It's this fascinating young adult migration report and map. And you can basically see where people are moving in the U.S., where they're coming from. And she did a, you know, she did a call out for why people moved to Chicago, you know, basically Chicago transplant stories. So those are in today's Hey Chicago newsletter. Go check some of those out. But it made us think, what is your best advice to a new Chicagoan, a Chicago transplant? Start with you, Jacoby, as the lifelong born and bred Chicagoan of the group. I would say avoid those conversations about like what real authentic Chicagoans do. Uh, it's a fake conversation, y'all. Like eat what you want. Go visit the places <laughs> you want. If it's a tourist attraction, uh, you know, obviously don't listen to those people who kind of, you know, stereotype different neighbors and stuff. But those people were like, this is what real Chicagoans eat. No ketchup, no deep dish. I love ketchup. I love deep dish pizza and, you know, don't get overwhelmed about trying to, to turn yourself into the perfect Chicago. It's, it's not a real thing. Awesome. Awesome. Agreed. Okay. Simone, as someone who has lived in Chicago on and off, but originally from Seattle, uh, what is your advice to Chicago transplants? My advice would be to... Uh, to get out of your neighborhood. Our neighborhoods are so great um, and they often provide so much and it's like easy to kind of stay in our little bubble. Um, but you don't really realize how big and diverse and interesting Chicago is until you start visiting other neighborhoods. And I don't mean like going from Wicker Park to Logan Park, Logan Square, or going from Wicker Park <laughs> to even to Avondale. Like really hey, like- Same for me. I'd be trying to go from Gresham to Chatham and be like, I <laughs> <laughs> right like you know really like if you live on the north side get south of roosevelt get west of western the other thing i will just quickly mention uh is there's lots of like good cold weather advice for those of us who come from milder climes and my favorite piece of advice <laughs> is uh make sure you get the right windshield wiper fluid um that also de-ices your windshield because i learned that the hard way when i was driving in from iowa into Chicago and had to stop every 10 miles to manually de-ice the windshield. Oof. So. 
That yeah. sounds brutal. Get the right great. fluid, y'all. Get the right. That's that's really good advice. It's really, really good. good advice. Simone, your neighborhood advice is awesome and so spot on. As someone who's lived here for almost like twenty years and my job allowed me to go all over the city just last week. I was like going through like Galewood and weaving through all these neighborhoods, which would be pretty far west. And I'm like, God, you forget how big the city is, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. just like think of and these. You look down these streets with apartment buildings and three flats, and I'm like, there's so many people in the city. My advice: this is something I heard years ago that I think about all the time that stuck with me. Somebody once said, "Don't lock out your knees on a rush hour L train." <laughs> And that's I, great advice. And I that always thought, excellent advice. What the hell does that mean? And every time I would be shoved in in rush hour, you know, shoulder to shoulder, ugh, you know, and I would be like, "Ooh, don't lock it, don't lock out your knees," because as soon as they slam the brakes, you're gonna go down. And I would always be like, "Work on that core strength." Yep. Okay, you're steady. <laughs> it's you're steady. Get a little flex in there. <laughs> yeah. Just a little flex, so you can like surfing. Totally. It's a whole workout. It's a whole workout. It can be a whole workout. My other thing would be that just lean in and own that you are going to slip and fall on the ice at some point <laughs> at, in some yep. like you're going to fall and it's like when you're younger it's like oh god could there be anything worse than slipping and falling in front of a bus stop or like on the L platform which is always so icy and then it's like you get older and you're like man whatever I fell I gotta get back up and get on that train (laughs) so (laughs) just lean into the fact that you're going to slip and fall at some point okay good it's also probably safer if you do fall if you just you know go go loose lean into it don't put your wrist Mm. back lean into it exactly okay great catch me fall and if you you got your phones out when I get up. I'm smacking that phone. (laughs) (laughs) Simone, let's start with you on the top story that you have been watching and following this week. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, Dorval Carter, who is the president of the CTA. Um, This week, he said that he is going to appear before the city council uh, on November 10th. Now, the context here, of course, is uh, he had, number one, just I think people are aware that the CTA has been going through some issues lately, uh, you know, trouble with uh, late trains, trains not arriving, buses not arriving, you know, people are worried about safety as well on the CTA, cleanliness, um, just a really tough sort of pandemic recovery. Um, But in addition to those issues that are known, Carter also had missed, skipped a budget hearing where he was supposed to testify, expected to testify in September. Um, Mm -hmm. The optics of that. No, but Carrie, that's the thing is like the optics of it, like so bad, so bad. Are just so, so awful. You like, again, these are known issues with the CTA. We all know the city, everyone in the city, like we're all experiencing them. They're all happening. And so to not show up for a budget hearing, especially when you have a $1.8 billion operating Mm -hmm. budget, plus billions more in all their like capital projects, right? This red line modernization that they're doing, all of the, you know, everything that they're building, uh, so it's just a bad look. It's even caused, you know, a, some one group of commuters to call for Carter's resignation. We're going to hear from him finally. Okay. Uh, Jacoby, thoughts on whether what you would like, what you expect to hear from CTA President Dorval Carter when he appears 
in front of the Transportation Committee, in front of City Council. I do wonder if we're going to learn anything new in front of City Council, or is this just them trying to flex their authority to show that they're paying attention as they get prepared for their own reelections? Because for all practical purposes, over the last few months, we have heard about what CTA plans to do with kind of increased uh, budgeting for safety. They have dropped a new schedule. And so light of him sitting down in front of them and just kind of restating a bunch of things that are already in press releases, um, I do think it's important and the optics are bad to not show up. I, I wonder with some of these committee meetings, if it's self-serving for city council members. Yeah. Even if it is, though, my feeling is, is like, why not make the easy accountability layup? You know what I mean? Like, why not? I feel that. We're talking about a city agency that, wow, does it affect so many different Chicagoans, right? Public transportation in a city our size, we were just talking about how huge it is, is is mandatory for people to get Mm -hmm. to work and to get to school. You know, I mean, as it as it should be. That's the point of it. That's why we pay pay for it. We'll be we'll be watching it. And hopefully, you know, hopefully we can talk to CTA President Doriel Carter on City Cash. Yeah, if you're listening, come come (laughs) hang out. From CTA to what, Jacoby, are you watching uh, this week? Election Day is Tuesday. And we've been talking about it a lot on CityCast Chicago. We have covered some congressional races. We got a playlist for you of some of the coverage we did during the primaries. And we know that there is a lot on your ballot. But we want to make sure that people aren't fatigued about this conversation, right? Um, So the president and the vice president are coming in to not only stump for Governor J.B. Pritzker, who just recently got a nice Barack Obama commercial, uh, but they're also going to be doing some work with Representative Sean Caston in the 6th, Lauren Underwood in the 14th, and Bill Foster in the 11th. It's interesting to see the president and the vice president in a place like Illinois, where it's already so blue, and they are likely to maintain their power. But I was reading through the Sun-Times article, and it was like, they said, Barack Obama to all the swing states. He got to go to Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and and Arizona. (laughs) And so we were talking about layups earlier. It sounds like the president and the vice president are here for some election layups. Right. And, And if you're also looking for some election layups, some easier ways to you know, kind of move through the minutia of your ballot. This is your last weekend to really get your research in. And we've already talked about plenty of voter guides on the show. And so just a quick rundown. And remember, you're voting for judges. You're voting for congressional races. You're voting for county races. Mm -hmm. uh, You're voting for state positions. And obviously, you are voting for uh, the gubernatorial race as well. Have have y'all voted early? Did y'all vote by mail? I still got to go in. I got to go in on Tuesday, and I got to study this weekend. And you forget there are a lot of judges. And the last thing you want to do is go in there, do your Democratic duty, and kind of look at it like, man... I don't know. I guess I'll just check this, this, this. You know, it feels like such mm-hmm. a waste because that's how you end up with people just putting marking the Irish names for judges. Exactly, which is that. the old Chicago tradition. It's maybe feels a little hyperbolic to draw. You know, call back to what you were talking about, Jacoby, um, in a blue state like Illinois to be like our democracy is at stake this midterm. But our democracy is always at stake, right? <laughs> We've always. learned that the hard way. So you you gotta vote. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, 
there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you could transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. Simone, what's a story that you've been watching closely but you feel like hasn't gotten a ton of attention? I think this definitely got a lot of attention when it first came out, but want to just, you know, keep on this story. And that's the um, the Albertsons-Kroger merger. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is the parent company of Albertsons is the parent company of Jewel. um, The Jewels. Parent company. The Jewels. uh, Kroger Kroger is the parent company of Mariano's. And they announced last month, Kroger announced last month that they are acquiring Albertsons. Now the Mm. new oligarchies. (laughs) Grocery oligarchies. Monopolies. (laughs) So that's that's the thing. So so right as soon as this was announced, everyone was like, uh, so because in lot in Chicago and lots of other cities across the country, those two companies have mm-hmm. most of the grocery stores. I mean, you know, a lot of us probably have one or the other or both um, in our neighborhoods as well. Uh, so, you know, regulators, you know, states attorneys general were all like, hey, 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 can we let's. Can we not? Can we slow down, please? And now Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raul um, is suing Albertsons. Um, the lawsuit itself is is a little bit incremental, but you know, I think I think this this merger is something that you know it, it's just about like it's about choice and it's about you know like who has control over like the food that we're eating absolutely. that we're buying and, absolutely. and what's coming in and out you know seriously one way that's like very emblematic symbolic whatever of of this idea that like you know we don't really want just one grocery store chain we don't want this monopoly if you go to there's a strip mall at western and roscoe and on one side is a jewel and you literally cross a little passageway and then there's a Mariano's and you think, how is it possible that these two huge grocery stores could both survive next to each other like that? And it's because people are like, I only like Mariano's. I only like Jewel. I get better fish here. I get better produce here, whatever it is. That is a good example that people do want choice. Now, that's a luxury in Chicago because as we know, we have grocery store food deserts across the city where we don't you know so many residents don't have options but people do feel really strongly about it and also I think a grocery store is also like a sign of community like you often know the Mm -hmm. people who work there I think there's also an economic element there's a reason antitrust regulators are concerned about a monopoly of grocery stores and it's because it's the same reason you worry about any monopoly right it's if you have a monopoly it means they can control the price of goods jacoby what is your underhype story this week what is something you want to shine a little light on 
So I don't think that the story is underhyped by the larger media because Chicago Bears get plenty of coverage, but it's plenty been underhyped and uh, not very much paid attention to uh, by me over the last few weeks. Like I haven't talked a lot about the Bears on the show, and it's mostly because, as I said in our early conversation, I like to protect myself. Right. I can't be out here just emotionally linked to potential disappointment every week. My mental health won't survive. And, and this past week, there was a moment in which I couldn't just sit back and not pay attention because the, the Bears made more moves during their trade deadline than I expected. Not only did they get rid of a veteran on the team in defensive lineman Robert Quinn, which made sense to me. Right. 32 years old on the back half of his career. They're trying to get something out of him now. But then they went and traded 25-year-old superstar linebacker, in my opinion, Roquan Smith. Yeah. Who, he's one of the best linebackers in football. And the Bears gave away, arguably, their best player. Tell us, tell us non-Bears fans or football fans, why would they do this? So going into this year, the Bears are under a new regime. They have a new general manager in Ryan Poles, a new head coach in Matt Eberflus. And when we talk about sports and new executives coming in, you always hear people talking about wanting to put their mark on the team, wanting to build their team. They always talk about, like, these are the guys we drafted. And the Bears team was built of people that Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus didn't draft. They didn't develop. Poles has said that his number one priority is to build draft capital so that they can build around Justin Fields, who is the starting quarterback, and for the last few weeks has looked like he is improving. I'm torn here because on one hand, I'm excited to see them making some moves, right? Like slow motion is better than no motion. Bears fans regularly are, they are constantly lamenting, is this the team that's going to do it? There's constant frustrations that, you know, they're airing so And there's always reasons, right? It's the coach, it's this, it's this, it's the quarterback. So, Jacoby, is there somebody to blame in this situation? No, I think the Bears are kind of caught up in a perpetual rebuild. Like, if we're being honest, a lot of the league is. And I I can't put the blame on the coach who, again, over the last few weeks has shown a competency to make adjustments, to, to, to keep the team in it. I mean, last week the team was getting, like, blown out by the Dallas Cowboys, and they kept fighting. They still ended up getting blown out at the end of the game. But I was watching that game with my mom. It's the first game I've watched all season. And what she kept saying was like, I haven't seen them fight this hard in years. Okay, okay. That's some that's something for fans, right? And now we get to our favorite part of the week and the day, but I can't do it justice. Jacoby, take it. Some good news to give the people to the weekend. Yes, excellent. Okay, some good news. Simone, start us off. What's your good news? I would love to talk about this weather that we have been having. Amazing, amazing. This week, I I think there's a chance of rain today and, and, and over Saturday, but... Even so, leading up all this week and next week, it has been warm. It has been sunny. We're continuing to see some of the prettiest fall colors that we've seen in this area, from what I hear, like, in a while. Uh, So I've been outside every day this week, and I'm just Mm -hmm. just enjoying it. I'm enjoying being warm, and I'm not thinking about... uh, 
what the the winter to come. to come. Not thinking about it. <laughs> nope. Just to feel the sun and just to stave off those gray days that get us down. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been so mm-hmm. awesome. Jacoby, what's your good news? All right, I got a couple, so I'm gonna make it real quick. Uh, first, I got to give a huge happy birthday to my siblings. Uh, my younger sister just turned 30. Yeah. Happy birthday to Jessica on November 1st. Hey. And my older brother, Josh, just turned 33. Woo-hoo. Yes, 33. I, I think I got that right. Growing up with a brother and a sister whose birthday was two days apart meant that at least until seven, I also got a gift. <laughs> Uh, totally. During Scorpio right, season, right? Because it would have been, uh, it would have been, uh, you would have been left out. My mom out. was nice, right? My mom. You would have been uh, smack in the middle. Oh, it would have been until so I was sad. too old, and she was like, "Bro, get out of here. This ain't got nothing to do with you." Um, so I just want to give a, a huge happy birthday uh, to my best friends, my my first, uh, you know, Chicago partners, uh, Jessica and Josh, aka Achilles and Missy. I love y'all, and then I want to give one more shout out to my homie Lo Marie. Uh, she is being featured in Joe Fresh Goods art exhibit featuring us at the Fairly and West Town. It was last night, um, but I'm just so proud of Lauren. She is a photographer. She's a painter. She's a visual artist. I own so much of her work. And hopefully y'all listen to CityCast Chicago and y'all hear this because I'm not going to text y'all. So if I don't get a message that says, Kobe, thanks for the shout out, that means you mugs don't listen and you're getting demoted on the BF list. I love hearing you talk about your siblings because you all are so close in age and you grew up so closely and uh, it's so beautiful. I love it. Uh, weather, siblings, artists, my good news is... Some good news. Uh, I actually got to get out this week for lunch, which you know, is, is kind of rare. Let's be honest. Like we get, we're, you know, we get, we're working hard over here. Um, and I went to lunch at Garib Nawaz in Lincoln Park and it has four locations. This is a Pakistani and Indian restaurant that, um, has really been on the radar lately because they've got this super funny, good Twitter feed run by a fan. The woman who we talked to, she had great recommendations and she was so friendly and so helpful. It turns out she's the sister of the owner. And it just was very, and wow, it's a ton of food, like three, three meals. Are you, do you, are you still, do you still have some left? Yeah. Yeah. Lunch, (laughs) dinner, and then maybe snack later. Yeah. It's always lovely to be out in the, during the day. And it's also awesome to try a very Chicago spot run by Chicago people that's been in their family for a long time, especially when no shade, there's like a big sweet green across the way. <laughs> and there's Chipotle. It's so easy to like, oh, let me just go to one of these chains. But no greater pleasure than visiting a locally owned restaurant across the street from a sweet green. I'm glad we got to do this together as a CityCast team. Uh, We see each other all the time, but we're not always on the mic at the same time. And I think every time we do it, uh, it just reminds me just how lucky I am to work with y'all. Same, same, absolutely. I want to thank lead producer Carrie Shepard, producer Simone Alisea for being here, but all the work they put in throughout the week on CityCast Chicago. Shout out to newsletter writer Sydney Madden, and please subscribe to Hey Chicago. It's in your inbox every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. All you got to do is sign up at chicago.citycast.fm slash newsletter. Now, you know I ain't forget the people who make the music at CityCast. Shout out to all the kimonos, Mark Greenberg of the Mayfair Workshop, and the homie Sam Thousand. My last thank you is for you. I appreciate you making time for CityCast Chicago. Lead producer Kerry Shepard is on the mic Monday, but I'll talk to you again Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Peace. Peace. Okay.
Please. Getting hot in here. Guys, are you watching the new season of Love is Blind? 